Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am your host, Chip Hazard. I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> I'm Talon Williams, and today is the episode a lot of you guys have been waiting on. And um, instead of doing it the way we thought we were going to do it, which is oh, we're just going to do haunted places here and there. It's the beginning of a new series that we are entitling The Hauntings Of, which is going to be highlighting haunted places in various states around the country. And obviously, if you're going to start off with all of the states, states around the country, various states around the country. Okay. I mean, I mean, it were states around the country. That's you know. I get it. You know, I mean, I, I wanted never to be, heard I, it put that way. I wanted, I wanted it to be technical. I wanted to be a little bit, you know, you know, professional with it, you know, because I'm unprofessional. That being said, though, we're gonna kick it off with Alabama, being it's the you know alphabetically the first state you think of. Yep. And um, we wanted to do this for you guys because a lot of times I've heard I've had so many people come up to us like, hey, when are you gonna start doing the haunted episode? When are you gonna start doing the haunted episode? And uh, we got a lot of uh, feedback from a lot of different people asking us when we're gonna do it. Well, today you have you, have, you don't, don't have to wait any longer because we're gonna go ahead and knock out the Alabama episode of yep. the hauntings of we're just gonna start with alabama we're gonna work through the 50 states and then uh hell we might do canada mexico definitely gonna Australia, do Australia. definitely gonna do england there's england, a lot I mean, of english places that are considered haunted um alabama though is uh considered one is considered is one place that seems like to be a hotbed of paranormal activity and not only are uh, many i mean you hear many ghost stories throughout and all of them are linked to various locations in alabama and the locals will even tell you like that they've heard whistlings of ghosts and different things like that. Uh, as we were doing research for this, turns out that the research we did, we actually ended up going to the exact same website for our research. Yeah. Uh, go, if you, and if you guys are interested in learning a little bit about some of these haunted places, you can go to hauntedrooms.com. I'll put the link in the description. Uh, that way you can go there. You can learn a little more. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you that we just came up with this shit off the top of our head because then we'd be lying to you and that'd be a slap in your face to to lie exactly and, and we're not about that so we went to the website you know did some research like like any good podcaster should do exactly do a little bit of research you know do a little bit of show prep as as they say right and um <clears throat> i think this is be a good place to start in alabama but before we do that, big shout out to the guys over at Games My Mom Found. Here's a here's a commercial for their upcoming episode, upcoming podcast. We will be right back with Haunted Places in Alabama. Let me tell you about a new podcast that I found called Games My Mom Found. Games My Mom Found is a podcast where each week they deep dive into a retro game in hilarious fashion to bring you the facts and the jokes. I highly recommend you go check them out. Link in our description. And we are back from that commercial break. Go give our buddies over at Games My Mom Found a good uh, look. Great podcast over there. Good guys. Uh, and as you can tell by the ominous music at the beginning and now, this is all about haunted uh, places in America. And we're going to start off with Alabama. Yes. Any, uh, when we were doing our oh, research. 
Then I came across this place called uh, King Creshwell Plantation. It's in Monroe County. It was built in the 1850s. Right. Uh, by a guy named Doc King. Um, he was nephew of the only U.S. Vice President to hail from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And when the Civil War broke out, you know, they, they built this grand-scaled mansion um, about 100 years after it was built. It was purchased by a former state legislator and moved to its current location like they uprooted the whole house oh wow that's crazy and and moved it to its current location that's definitely a wide load you see on the interstate (laughs) definitely yeah so it's uh it's privately (laughs) owned and uh one one former owner claims that an evil entity was attacking her and she feared for her life and the paranormal show the dead files once featured the plantation on their show. Yeah, I remember that episode too. It was very, uh, <clears throat> very uh, different because the house. If you actually look at the house, the house actually is a pretty nice looking house. It, and it kind of reminds you of like a smaller scale white house. It reminds me a lot of and if because I'm looking at the house right now and we'll we'll be posting. Hopefully, we'll get like some pictures or something we can post yeah. it to the link. We'll send you guys the link in the description. You can see the pictures. Um, but there's no like steps at the very front, like from the upstairs balcony to the to the to the uh, down to the uh, to the ground level. Yeah, no, it's just like uh, right three or four steps up into the front door. Right. If there was one, I would say it kind of looks like the house from uh, Django. You know the house that I'm talking about. I, I know the house you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it kind of looks like that a little bit. Uh, so we go from a house or a mansion to a boat at this point. It's the USS Alabama BB-60, and you can actually see that in Mobile, Alabama. They actually have tours for this one. Uh, it says the U.S. Alabama BB-60 sets sets in its final resting place in Mobile, Alabama, and it is allegedly to serve as a home for various ghostly entities. It is a 680-foot-long ship. And it was used in the military, and it was a military attraction uh, that's seen various visitors over the years. And a lot of paranormal activity had been reported. The main vast majority of the activity is attributed to the deaths of two men during the construction of the ship. And that the vessel was completed in 1942 and served for three years without any fatalities from enemy fire. However, ironically, there was numerous deaths that occurred by friendly fire. And one of the guns, uh, one of the guns safeties feature features, which should have prevented turrets from like firing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, yeah. It had failed, and because of it, it, you know, had like there was like, you know, how sometimes like because you you have that one thing with the turret. You would know this better than I do. I'm, 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 I wasn't in the military, um, but apparently like you would close that one part up. And it would shoot, you know, where you would put the missile into the back yeah. part, close it. Well, apparently it recoiled back and killed like eight people. Oh, wow. All friendly fire, eight people. So those, the ghosts of those eight men still, like they say, you can still hear like battle cries when you're on the deck of the ship is what a lot of people claim. And for it to be, <clears throat> excuse me, for it to be, you know, because a lot of those old military sites places where they fought like battlefields and things like that yeah there there, there's thousands maybe millions of claims you know uh and we'll talk about you know from each state of course but you know we live here in tennessee and there's the battlefield just across the state line yeah uh 
in Georgia, right? And there's a, an old folklore we'll go into more right. about. There's an old folklore about that. It's called Old Green, green, old green Eyes. Yep, uh, I, I've heard that story my whole entire life. But getting back to the USS Alabama, uh, visitors to the U.S. Alabama have reported hearing footsteps coming towards them when nobody else is there and that a lot of patrons spotted an off, spotted somebody like apparitions in the officer's quarters and in the cook gallery where you can no one would be in there the wind wouldn't be blowing and you can hear pots and pans swaying right you know one of those things and those uh those on board late at night have described hearing popping and tapping noises coming from the buckheads or the bulkheads and you know solid steel you know you know ratchets have been known to like shut doors and different things like that and visitors say that they often feel very you know cold while they're on it because i mean this is mobile alabama this is near the shore you feel the breeze of the of the ocean yeah. and stuff and a lot of people contribute the cold weather to that but on warm nights where the humidity is very high and it's like closer to 90 degrees and the, you feel the humidity and you're sweating yeah. But once you go into one of those quarters, instant cold chill. And you're like, where the hell did this come from? You know? And yeah. a lot of people have been feeling what there there was even an account where a lady was just walking through and she literally felt somebody tug. She was wearing like hoop earrings. Yeah. And she literally felt somebody tug on her hoop earring. Huh. Like she, it like it took her back and everything. And she was like, What the fuck? You know? So right. you know, and ironically enough. You can still go there to this day. It's about three miles outside. It's in Mobile, Alabama, but it's less than three miles away from the very next thing we're fixing to talk about. Like we said, Mobile, Alabama's known to being a haunted place. I don't think there's any place in Alabama more haunted as a city. Not in, not overall, but as a city, Mobile's probably the most haunted place in Alabama. Yeah. And we'll so, talk about the next one here in just a so, second. So yeah. when you think of haunted places, you typically think like, uh, prisons or hotels, insane asylums, or, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, hospitals, uh, even uh, like castles, right? Castles, right? But you don't really think of like just an object, like a tree. Uh, right. So there's this um, this place in Mobile. It's called the Boynton Tree, the Boynton Oak. Right. It's actually in. Uh, uh, a graveyard called Church Street Graveyard. Yeah, out there. Yeah, uh, but the graveyard itself is, from from all accounts, is not haunted. It's only this oak tree. Right. Right. So uh, the southern, the oak is it says this southern live oak is said to have grown from the grave of Charles Boynton mm-hmm. uh, in a Potter's Field close to. The Church Street Graveyard. It's not actually in the graveyard. It's okay. close to close it. Close to it, okay. Yeah. Uh, the story goes that when Boynton was tried and then subsequently executed for murdering his friend Nathaniel Frost in 1835, he stated that when he, or when they buried him, a tree would spring forth from his grave as proof of his innocence. Huh. It seems that this is exactly what happened. These days, there are claims that Boynton's spirit can be seen from time to time just sitting under the tree. Uh, as if he's waiting for as someone. As if he's waiting on somebody to come by and be like, hey man, hey, it's alright, we, we know you did. We know you did, right. You know. that, that's strange, man, that, yeah. you know, just a simple tree, you know, not anything 
<clears throat> excuse me, like anything concrete or anything scary or spooky, not even really considered an evil entity in any way. You know, because right. most I mean, because a lot of people when they think ghosts, they think of evil entities. However, some of these entities, you know, they just want to, you know, find closure in this world before they go on to the next mate. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, it says here that uh, there are you know several ghost stories about the tree that claim visitors have reported hearing crying mm-hmm. and whispering sounds emanating from the vicinity of the tree. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting that you know normally you know like i said it's you know prisons or hotels or right hospitals or castles graveyards even this is right. just it's just a tree yeah it's just a tree you hear but but here's you've talked about a lot of places what about a town like an, an actual ghost town oh, yeah. and the ghost town we're fixing to talk about this right now it's old co cahaba i want to say that's how it's pronounced and it's in, it's in Orville, Alabama, and it's 66 miles west of Montgomery, Alabama. And it says, the ghost town of Old Kawaba, I want to pr- pronounce that correctly, consists of just a handful of properties, two buildings, a couple of cemeteries, and a dozen ghost stories. And throughout, and although once, it was once the capital of Alabama, yes. the majority of the homes and businesses have been dismantled. And it was from like 1876 all the way up until 1986, and the town was completely unincorporated. And today, it is maintained as a historical site, right? In terms of resident spooks, visitors and staff of the people of the buildings, places like that, they are reported to hear disemboweled voices. And here's when it freaked me out: sounds of children laughing. And there's like no children around, but you can hear children laughing. Um, that's scary enough in itself because it's like if you hear kids laugh, that's like, oh man, these kids died, you know, because you never want to hear of any children dying before they, you know, have a chance to grow and know what they could be and stuff like that. But right. then you hear the children laughing in the distance, and it's like, I think it's creepier than anything you could possibly hear because it's like, oh shit, like if these entities didn't give a fuck about these kids. They certainly don't care care about me if it, you know if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's definitely one. Um, and if you guys want to see it, it's 66 miles west of Montgomery. If you guys want to check it out, right? Well, you you know the old saying, "Only the good die young." It's, so. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's that's a shame. Um, but then you got, I mean, not just towns. I mean, there's other different places. Uh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, when I was doing my research and everything, I come across this place called uh bear bear creek swamp right um and so bear creek i cannot talk today ladies and gentlemen i am so sorry bear creek swamp is one of prattville's lesser known attractions however like most swamps it's usually you know swamps are pretty creepy looking as the yeah, without them being haunted. Yeah, because when you think of swamps, you're thinking like Jason Voorhees coming through the swamp. No, nah, I'm thinking goddamn uh, fucking alligators. Alligators, and, yeah, and shit. Right, but Jason Voorhees me, kill people in the woods too. So I'm sorry. Yeah, but Jason <laughs> Voorhees ain't real. Right, motherfucking alligators are. Right. <laughs> no fucking anacondas eat your ass whole. Them's real. Tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> but um. Uh, so, Bear Creek Swamp 
uh, has been known to have um, haunted dolls, strange light, strange lights, and phantom cars all go through here. Right. Uh, actually, back in 2014, they uh, they were going through and they found 21 porcelain dolls mounted to the tops of stakes throughout the swamp. Damn. So like, just somebody. You know, was that somebody's inspiration for The Walking Dead or something? Because that was that's creepy, creepy as hell. Yeah, I mean, to this day, no one's ever figured out who put them there. And sure, yeah, it could be a harmless prank, but it's also added to the to the legend of of Bear <clears throat> Creek Swamp. Right. You know, um, a car decided to turn around in the middle of the swamp one time. Uh, so you know, there was a guy named <clears throat> Alex. Bubalunsky, uh, of the Spectral Wolf Pack, and uh, he caught on film a light that he can't explain. Uh, it appears abruptly on video and then flickers away about one minute later. Oh, wow. Like this light's coming at him and then it just goes away. Wow. So, you know, shit like that is, is kind of weird. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't believe in ghosts. Right. Like, uh, that's why when Talon and I decided to do this, he came to me and he was like, are you sure you want to do, you want to talk about like paranormal stuff? Cause you don't believe in ghosts. Right. And uh, I was like, well, I mean, just cause I don't believe in them doesn't mean that you I don't can't find talk it about them. It doesn't and mean I don't that you find don't find it interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. I find all kinds of stuff interesting. Right. Uh, so, yeah. But speaking of interesting, there's one and you being former military, this could, I figured this one would get, grab your attention. Fort Morgan in Baldwin County. Yeah. Um, it's actually 73 miles south of Mobile, Alabama, and it rests on the tip of the Gulf Shore. Like okay. if you if you ever seen a map of it, it's it's it, it's literally right there. The Gulf Shore kind of comes down into almost a peninsula, and it's right there at the tail end of that peninsula. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and there's been several accounts of ghosts and strange happenings on this. Uh, one of the most haunted spots is probably the old barracks. Okay. Uh, this could be blamed on the fact that in the early 1900s, a prisoner hung himself in those barracks. And it is suggested that late at night, the hanged man can still be heard crying from the barracks. And if you look at, the, if you look into the barracks, just the right time, you can actually see a visual of the man hanging when nothing, when nothing else is in the, in the room. Is it kind of like the, um, the old rumor from the Wizard, Wizard of, Oz, of Oz where you can see the guy hanging? It's something similar to that. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's also... I'm not uh, saying it's not true. I'm just saying, you know... Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's also, you know, a female spirit that has been, you know, considered wandering around the fort in search of justice after she was dragged into fort, into the fort, and then later a part of the 19th century and beaten to death by an unknown male attacker who has never been caught to this day. Oh. Uh, so, you know... Uh, but during the Civil War, you know, a bomb went off in a room, killing a whole bunch of men. I want to say it was in the barracks. And late at night, you can actually still hear the explosion, and you can still hear the men screaming. Um, that was another one that they talked about. Now, you can take a tour of Fort Morgan. Um, you know, I, I, matter of fact, it, I, I'm looking at the information. It's $30 to go into this place to investigate. Uh, it's also it's been seen on like the actual site itself has been seen on many different popular uh, shows. It's been on Ghost Hunters. It's been on Paranormal Investigation, um, and it's a big big deal, you know, for right. a lot of people in Alabama. And it's basically it's one of those 
it's it's just, it's just the it, they've turned it into a ghost tour. Well, basically, um, that's the thing. Most of the places that you're going to hear us talk about, you can go visit still. Right. You know, you can go to a lot of the the hotels that we'll be talking about throughout the series. Uh, the graveyards, of course. Right. You know, some of these old mansions they've turned into tours. Right. And stuff like that. Yeah, and then um, some places are restricted. You can't go there. And some places where you're not allowed to go. And then there are other places that don't have tours, but they're you're, they're not really restricted either. You can just go in there willy nilly if you want to. Right. Um, and you know, unless somebody's living there, which I don't know why the hell you would live in a haunted place. I mean, I mean, some people just do. Yeah, I mean, Amityville had 17 movies, so why not? Um, but yeah, we'll so, go on from that one and something a little bit closer to where we to where we live. And yeah, it's about 73 miles west of Huntsville, which in, is where our next Florence, one. Florence, Alabama. Right. Um, there's the old Sweetwater Mansion. And uh, so a little bit of history about the Sweetwater Mansion was, uh, or is that it was designed by war veteran General John Brahan, who owned uh, a little over 4,000 acres of land in Alabama. And uh, it was named after the nearby creek that was first occupied by the general's son-in-law, Robert Patton. Right. Um, so over the years, the mansion's basement has served as a Civil War hospital and as a county jail. And there are also rumors that at one time, someone who lived there used one of the upper rooms to practice dark magic. Ah, so now we're getting into a little bit of the... Uh, the occult. The occult, yes. Yep. Um, so as you might expect, based on some of the history, Sweetwater Mansion is considered to be among one of the most haunted places in Alabama. Right. There are lots of tales of paranormal activity linked to the mansion. There are also many different apparitions reported on the grounds and in the caretakers, or and one of the caretakers actually claims to have seen a casket containing the body of a Confederate soldier in one of the downstairs rooms, only for it to just disappear. Right. Right in front of him. <laughs> That's insane. Um, this would actually make a great deal of sense since General Patton's funeral was held in the home and his body would have been laid to rest or laid out in the coffin for the viewing. You think the the, the apparition could have been the body of Mr. Patton? It, I mean, it could have been. Could have it's been. possible. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, so there have been <clears throat> uh, hundreds, you know, of local paranormal investigators have investigated the property of Sweetwater Mansion. And actually, Sweetwater Mansion was featured on an episode of A&E's Paranormal State right. back in 2011. Right. I think I remember that episode. They were doing haunted mansions around the country. There was one out in Florence, Alabama. There was one in New Orleans. And there was one, I think, over there in Savannah, Georgia. Yep. Um, was There was also a, a, a room on the property where female visitors would regularly be, would regularly be locked inside right yeah yeah and it was considered um let's see it said that one former caretaker uh was so scared after being locked in there that for the rest of her time she worked there she just lived in just two rooms you know (laughs) it's like another strange thing about sweetwater mansion was a mysterious secret room yeah there's a small room with no door uh that can only be accessed via a small interior window Hmm. uh and it's been suggested that two sons of a former owner were buried in the floor of this secret room and you couldn't get to it it through the house you had to get to it from another mean 
Right. Do creepy because because then you're down now you're dealing with murder and shit. Like yeah. <laughs> now you dealing with this now. <clears throat> and there's other ones that there's no there's one more that. <clears throat> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> Here was one, and a lot of people call this place one of the most, if not the most, haunted place. And it's the I don't, I don't hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. The Sloss, Sloss Furnaces. Furnaces. Yes. In Birmingham, Alabama. Um, it's, th- it's actually a, a national historic landmark now. Right. And they also do Fright Furnace, which is their ghost tours, basically, yes. of it. Um, and if you're a fan of the paranormal, then it is likely... You probably already heard of this place, Sloss Furnaces in Birmingham, Alabama. And there is so much activity here that the local police force is frequently called to deal with unexplained events. Sometimes they are relatively minor, but... There are other times that include, you know, people being physically harmed. Uh, the activity seems to peak around October, around September and October, because so why not? Right around the Halloween season. Right. So a lot of people think that they're just hoaxes, yeah, pranks and stuff. That makes sense. But other instances of activity is really hard. Is you know really hard to comprehend, but it's real. And Sloss Furnaces is probably one of the most haunted places in Alabama. Uh, most well-known ghost. A link to it is probably James Slag Wormwood, a former foreman of the furnace who died there in 1906 when he fell into a pool of molten iron. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, that's a... I'll just say that's a fucked up way to go, man. You know? I mean, I can think of a lot of fucked up ways to go, like being burned alive, being buried alive, you know, falling into... A pool of molten iron? That's got to take the cake, man. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, it's like the T-1000's death in fucking uh, T-2 Judgment Day. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but, yeah, well, so so there's actually rumor that he didn't fall right into this molten iron. Right. Um, <clears throat> I, doing some research, I, I did a, a little more research on Sloth's Furnaces because it it is apparently the most haunted place in Alabama. Right. In the entire state. Um, so apparently, uh, James Wormwood, uh, was just a complete dick. <laughs> uh, for, I mean, one way to say it. <laughs> from, from everything that I've read, he was, he was a complete dick to his, his workers. Like he, workers, so he was his crew. Foreman. Right. Yeah. He was the foreman. So he was kind of the boss if you've never worked in uh, like a plant of any sort right. you have the foreman he's kind of like your boss right and he has a boss of course obviously right you know yeah, he's, I used to work at Chatham and it, it, I mean granted we weren't dealing with iron or anything like that but I mean it was basically an assembly line basically and we had somebody on the floor all the time making sure everybody did their job that was basically considered if you want to call that the foreman you can but yeah I get I get the, the concept around it yeah so um <clears throat> There are rumors that, that some some of the workers got fed up with him being a dick, right? And may have Knocked pushed him, him <laughs> uh, giving him a little nudge per se, right? Into this uh, vat of molten iron. That's it's that's insane, yeah. man. Um, it was back in the, let's see, what was it? Nineteen forty. Seven, I want to say, 
uh, three supervisors were found knocked out onto the boiler room floor. All three of them reported being approached by an angry man with horrific burns who demanded that they return to work. Yep. In 1971, another night watchman encountered what he only described as half man, half demon, who attempted to push him down the stairs. And then, and I'm going to butcher the hell out of his name, Samuel Blue Blumenthal? Is that it? Blumenthal. Okay. You got that Holy right. shit, I got it right. The night watchman in question refused to go upstairs, which prompted the entity to begin beating him. While Samuel was... Ex- while Zim was examined later, he found that he had severe burns where the blows had hit him. Right. So maybe the spirit of James Wormwood was there the whole time, you know? Maybe being, I, I mean, Jesus being a dick in the afterlife, really? That's how far back you got to go? Um, uh, but, the, but it says, while James Wormwood is the most prominent ghost at Sloss Furnace, ruling the building with the same iron fist as he did while he was living... He is by no means the only ghost there. An estimated 47 men lost their lives and hundreds more were severely injured. And the working conditions here were horrific and Wormwood would not allow his workers breaks or time off. There were some debate on whether this slave-driven tyrant did actually slip and fall like what we were talking about earlier or they actually pushed him in. Right. That in and of itself... You know, in a way, it's kind of karma. You know, you're being a dick to everybody, and all of a sudden, like, you finally get yours, you know, and now it's like you're taking that out on the rest of the people still living, you know? Right. Because this happened, what, back in 1926? No, no, 1906. I apologize. And then 20 years later, you know, a night watchman had actually, was actually injured when he, when he was pushed by an unseen force, screaming at him to get back to work. Like, that's... And, and today, you could probably go on the ghost tours in Birmingham to the Sloss Funeral. And they have one, actually, called the Fright Furnaces. And it's the actual exhibit it's, it's the actual exhibit that's on site where you can go through the plant. And if you're very, very quiet, you can hear it. And a lot of people, and they, they make very, very, they make it known to you, oh, we don't use loudspeakers. We don't use anything to try to trick people into believing. Like, if you hear it, you hear it. Um, which is normally what they do, which some people have heard, not everybody, but some people have heard, like, I heard somebody scream, get back to work, or I've heard people, you know, like, hearing iron, you know, being slammed and stuff like that. And right. People, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, more, it's, it's a very freaky one. I would probably say this, this definitely ranks up there as far as, you know, the probably one of the most haunted. Now, I, now I haven't had a chance to look at any of the other ones. These are the only eight that I've seen so far, but I'm sure there's plenty of examples of haunted hotels as well. Oh in, yeah, yeah, in Alabama as well. <clears throat> yeah, I just, um, you know, I just wanted to get you know top five or ten right. most haunted places in Alabama. Right. Um, we definitely did that. We covered eight of them, and yeah, because you know most people. You know, want they don't want the lesser known. They want the most haunted, where they're going to get the most paranormal activity, right? Per se. Uh, so yeah, and you can actually stay in a lot of these places. Um, yeah. Um, as far as like as far as the haunted uh, hotels go and stuff like that, like you can actually still stay 
in a haunted hotel. In fact, we are literally, where we are right now, we're literally, what, maybe two blocks away from the Reed House here in Chattanooga? And we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, there's definitely uh, places in Alabama that are, like, probably the one that's probably the most known is the Hampton Inn uh, uh, Tuck Wheeler Hotel. It's in, uh, it's in uh, Birmingham, again. And it's uh, perhaps, it says here, it says, perhaps one of the most haunted, uh, or, or it's well-known examples of a haunted accommodations, accommodations, I'm sorry, in Alabama is the uh, Hampton Inn. And it says that this historic hotel has been home to disruptive entities, a disruptive entity known as the Knocker. It gets its name from the fact that when it appears up on the sixth floor and knocks loudly on hotel room doors in the dead of the night, the restaurant area is also reported to be haunted with mischievous ghosts messing with the messing with the appliances and flicking lights off and on in the kitchen. On one occasion, it was even said to be excuse me, it was even said to have set a table completely with an open bottle of wine and nobody messed with it. Like like it, it was it was just there. Like they walked in one morning and it was there. Oh, you know, it, it was it was however you guys can still stay at this hotel if you choose to for about $112 a night. You know, if you feel the need to spend money to be scared out of your damn mind, go ahead. Fill your, your boots. Yep. Uh, and then there's, a, there's another um, haunted hotel. Oh, excuse me. Uh, in Anniston, Alabama. I, I've been to Anniston before. I know, it, I know it's exactly called it Hotel Finale. Hmm. Uh, it used to be known as the Victoria Inn. Okay. Uh <clears throat> And you can actually stay here as well. Uh, it says the hotel's restaurant is believed to be haunted by at least one spirit. Many guests, as well as hotel staff, have reported hearing footsteps not just in the restaurant, but throughout the house. Music has been heard playing in the music room, even when it was completely empty. Oh, wow. Many witnesses have reported seeing a female figure on the upstairs landing. There's also talk about glasses clinking just behind the bar. Uh, the ghosts are said to be that of the mansion's previous owners. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... That's a very, <laughs> very scary. Because um, you go to a hotel, you're not expecting, you know, to be fucked with by an entity. Then all of a sudden you're hearing... hearing like, I mean, could you imagine going to sleep in a hotel room? Then all of a sudden on your, you hear... And you think, who the hell knows I'm here? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You would think, it ain't the concierge. I didn't order room service. What the hell's going on? And exactly. then you, you, you think, I don't want to get up and check the door. Like, I don't I don't want to check it at all, you know? Yeah. Um, so the uh, the rooms for this uh, hotel finale are actually about $112 a night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that... Breakfast is included. Oh, hey, hey, there you go. <laughs> hey, at least breakfast is included. Yeah, you can sit there and have your, you can sit there and have your damn coffee and donuts at the same time, worrying about whether or not a ghost is going to try to kill you in the middle of the night. Yeah, they also offer uh, free parking and free Wi-Fi. There you so, go. So they have updated the the hotel, you know, since it was built in the 1800s. So, hmm. man, yep, it's crazy. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for Alabama. And if you guys, again, want any uh, more 
If you want to learn any more about these uh, places, go to again, go to hauntedrooms.com. Link will be in the description. And, and we are not sponsored by hauntedrooms.com, but if there's anybody out there that works for hauntedrooms.com, send us a message. We'd love to be sponsored by you guys for Absolutely. a couple of episodes or whatnot. You know, I think it'd be pretty cool. And we're, and we're, and we're, and we're you know, still learning the podcasting thing as well. We've been, we've got a good formula here. We're working on a couple of things. Um, Thank you guys again. Um, I don't know if this will be a continuous weekly thing that we do. It may be every other week. It might be a couple weeks in a row. It just depends on how we're feeling and how many of these we want to bang out. Um, that being said, though, Chip, did you enjoy this episode? <laughs> I, I did have fun. I learned a little bit of stuff. Right. Um, still don't believe in ghosts or paranormal activities. Um, but it is fascinating. It is fascinating. There you go. You know, and I, and I didn't do. I didn't. I didn't want to do this because I'm trying to convert Chip, you know, into believing in ghosts or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, you know, we all believe what we believe. Uh, but you know, yeah. My whole thing is, is I've I've never had an experience with a ghost or a demon or anything like that right. to to say yes, I believe. Right. You know. So, it's just weird. It's it's one of those things. Uh, maybe one day I'll have some experience and be like Little Richard and convert. Oh my God, we're gonna start this right now. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. We. I mean, we don't have to talk about it. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. Eighty-four years old. The man denounced his homosexuality and he said did. said that he is no longer gay. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I just think 84 years is a a whole long time of Real, realization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But man, good for him if, if that's what he wants to do. Yeah. On that note, yep. <laughs> we're gonna head out of here. Uh, we'll see you uh, on the very next episode. On the very next episode, which will end up being week seven pickums. No. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Week. Uh, I've lost count. I've lost yeah. track. <laughs> it's it's not, it's gonna be. Uh, the next episode will be our football episode where we'll give you the, the picks of the week. Right. Uh, our picks of the week. Right. And until then, my name is Chip Hazard. My name is Talon Williams, and thank you for listening to Movement Radio. Mm-hmm.